and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Uh, here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Uh, today, we are reluctantly leaving behind our Halloween programming, but we're keeping it kind of spooky. Uh, a little more in the supernatural thriller category, something like um, The Exorcist meets uh, Wormwood. Uh, but man, it is good. This is Dead Girl by the Chatterbox Audio Theater. So, so happy to welcome this uh, prolific Memphis-based group. They've produced um, all kinds of work, um, original um, as well as classics. Uh, uh, the Dead Girl uh, one, I think it was an ogle this past year. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, so we're actually going to call the month of November Chatterfest. Um, we're starting with The Dead Girl. It's a three-part series. It runs from the day through near the end of the month. Um, the final episode on Thanksgiving, we'll be talking with uh, the creators, Barb Arnold, who is a producer over there, as well as Kyle Hadley, who was the writer um, as well as the director for The Dead Girl. Um, great, great piece. I'm not going to spoil it with any more um, talking. Just going to jump right into it. Enjoy episode one of The Dead Girl. People! Like stars are entitled to eclipse. All is well, provided the light returns and the eclipse does not become endless night. Dawn and resurrection are synonymous. The reappearance of the light is the same as the survival of the soul. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents The Dead Girl, an original production written by Kyle Hadley. Episode 1, Welcome to Bloody Springs. I feel like a werewolf. Something is happening inside of me. I can feel it growing, changing. Whatever I was is dying. Whatever I am becoming is new and terrifying. My peers tell me to read the Bible to find the answers to all the questions that are burning me from within. But the pages of the Bible don't satisfy me. They are the old message, the old words. Something new is coming. And it will change everything. New things, you see, seem to carry with them a sense of violation, a sense of sacrilege. What is dead is held sacred, and what is new is evil, dangerous, and subversive. The new is coming. Enter. <clears throat> you, uh, you wanted to see me, Father Vinci? Yes, sit down. You were not at Mass this morning, Father Hugh. I am concerned. I wasn't feeling well. You, uh, you were not feeling well. No, sir, I was not. So, uh, so you haven't heard. Heard what, sir? The altar, our altar. It was vandalized last evening. The crucifix was ripped from the wall, and the Christ was unbolted from the cross, and he is missing, gone. Christ is missing, Father Hugh. <laughs> is that funny to you? Uh, no, no, it's just what you said. Christ is missing. It, it just sounds funny. Well, this is not a funny matter, Father Hugh. Our altar was desecrated and church property of the most valuable kind, mind you, is missing. Does that sound funny? No, sir, it, it does not. And yesterday? Yes, sir. You were not at Mass yesterday. Were you not feeling well then? Uh, uh, no, sir. And the day before that? Sir. 
Father Hugh, you have not been at Mass in four days. If you are ill, then so be it. But if you are not ill, if there is some other excuse, I am happy to hear it. I'm all ears. Sir, I... Do you know Father Eric? He's new, a transfer from Houston. Have you had the pleasure of meeting uh, no, him? No, sir, not yet. Yes, well, he came to me this morning with some rather unfortunate news about an encounter he had with you last evening. He felt rather embarrassed, but obligated, of course, to speak to me about it. Do you know the encounter of which I speak? No, sir. Upon hearing what he referred to as a loud crash outside the rectory, he threw on some clothes to investigate, and he found you, Father Hugh. He found you drunk, stumbling drunk, as he put it. Your hands, he said, were bleeding. Your hands, he said, were black and blue and bleeding. Curious, don't you think, Father Hugh? I, I don't know what... Did you vandalize our altar, Father Hugh? What? No! Do you remember anything from last evening, Father Hugh? Or were you so drunk, so stumbling drunk, that last night was a, a blackout for you, Father uh, Hugh? Sir, I... Do you remember anything, I, I, Father Hugh? No, sir. So, you very well may have vandalized our altar. Sir, that's impossible. How, could... Father Hugh? How is that impossible? How could you know, Father Hugh? You just told me you don't remember anything last evening. What is this? What? This meeting? No, this, this inquisition, this interrogation. This is me holding power over you, Father Hugh, power you have no control over. No book, no miracle can sway me into being submissive about this ridiculous, trashy behavior of yours. Unbelievable. I understand you have a history, Father Hugh. I understand that I am not the first of many of your superiors to have dealt with your <clears throat> problem. Problems, I should say. What problems? Why do you drink, Father Hugh? I, I don't know. One does not forgo their responsibilities, their sacred dedication to Christ, by replacing it with drink unless something is wrong, unless something is missing. How is your faith these days, Father Hugh? My faith? Sir. Yes, Father Hugh, your faith. How is your faith? It's... It's waning, sir. Why, Father Hugh? Why is it waning? Why? Yes, why? One's faith does not just wane, not without reason or reasons, Father Hugh. One does not just lose faith unless one has cause. What is your cause? I don't know, sir. Let me see your hands. Sir? Your hands. Let me see your hands. Remove the bandages. What in God's name? What have you done to yourself, Father Hugh? I'm... Not sure. Father Hugh, did you vandalize our altar? No, no, sir. I, then I, why are your hands torn up this way? I, I, I don't, I, I really don't know, sir. You don't know? Very well. <clears throat> you will be reassigned temporarily. Jesus Christ. That is exactly what I'm talking about. You'll make it difficult to like you, Father Hugh. And as eager as I was to bring you here, despite your repulsive history of drinking, smoking, cursing, lashing out at your superiors, and your complete loss of respect and faith for our Father and His Son and the Holy Trinity, I was eager to bring you here because I thought there was something left in you. It appears, and I am admitting now to myself, that I was wrong. You may pack your things and go. You can't do this! Oh, yes, I can. See, Father? I'm the first bishop to have had you in on his parish, and I have ranking power you can't touch, not even a celebrity like you. St. Andrews is tired of you. That, that is an unfair thing to say. Is it? Why are you still a priest? The people, sir. The people? Do you mean the ministry work? Well, not, not exactly. What do you mean, I, then? I give them hope, sir. 
they look to me for guidance. They, they trust me, sir. I, I find it meaningful. It is meaningful. But it is only of meaning, Father Hugh, when it comes from a place of faith. And since yours is waning, as you put it, it is not meaningful. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a rough time, Father Vinci. Father Hugh, the world is going through a rough time. It is not in a priest's interest to go through a rough time. As I said, you will be reassigned temporarily. Where? Bloody Springs, Louisiana. There is a parish there in need, Father Hugh. Their attendance is dropping due to particular circumstances, and Father Roche, an old student of mine, stands alone in representation. He needs a hand. Bloody Springs? It's small, remote, used to be quite a religious community, Catholics mostly, of course. Over the years, though, the sheep have wandered off the pasture. It's quiet there. You'll have ample time to think, reflect. You'll have plenty of time to get yourself together, Father Hugh. And if you do just that, if you use this time appropriately, away from the booze, I have no doubt your faith will blossom after three months in that place. I have no doubt. Yes, sir. Sir, what circumstances? You understand, Father Hugh, uh, you understand my dilemma with you. Three years ago, I took you in here at St. Andrews, disregarding a number of warnings I received from a number of my peers. They all said you were a lost cause. They all said you were an empty vessel. But as I said, I did not believe that, Father Hugh. What I did believe, and still do believe, is that you indulge yourself with fear and self-pity. Two things, Father Hugh, that can easily be remedied. God has a way of weeding trifling things out, and so I believe he will weed them out of you. The relocation will do you well, Father Hugh. It will do us all well. A number of your fellow clergymen here don't trust you. And now with this altar incident, well, all fingers are pointing at you, Father Hugh. Look, sir, I, I did not do... If you did not vandalize our altar, then who did? You get my point? Yes. You may go. I will have the paperwork done before noon. You leave tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Be sure you are awake. Yes, sir. Mobile, Alabama has a way of casting mirages in front of anyone who gets lost. Maybe it's the name, Mobile. It suggests you are to go somewhere, but there you stay. Mobile. <laughs> There are books about me. About my experiences, actually. Father Vinci brought me to St. Andrews, like most of my former parishes, in order to exploit my experiences. You see, I became something of an icon and something of a fool. Winter in Mobile is a mirage, too. It pretends to be something that it's not. Here, when it blows, it's cold as hell, and you are not where you imagined you were. Father Vinci, he scared me in there. Probably because he's right. And if he takes this away from me, he'll take the only thing I have. My identity. I was born on April 1st, 1957. My name is Hugh Brooks. Almighty Father, grant to these servants of yours the dignity of priesthood. Or, I was born on June 7th, 1980. My name is Father Hugh Brooks. Renew within them the spirit of holiness. 
I have two different birthdays. One, the former, was when I was born into this world. The other, the latter, was when I was born into the service of God and Christ. As co-workers with the Order of Bishops, may they be faithful to the ministry. I am an orphan, and I grew up in a Catholic church in the south side of Chicago. The orphanage burnt down in 1967, leaving no documentation and thus no traceable lineage. I am lost. I am a priest. May they be faithful to the ministry that they receive from you, Lord God, and be to others a model of right conduct. And I feel like a werewolf. Next day, I wake up, brush my teeth, and pack my toothbrush into one large duffel bag along with my wardrobe, and I wait. Silence. It's a frightening noise. The only audible indication of time itself. In silence, you can actually hear time passing. You can actually hear yourself getting older, decaying. In silence, it's clear to me that we answer to only one God. Time. Father Hugh? Yeah? I'm, uh, I'm Father Eric from, uh, from the other night. What are you doing here? Uh, Father Vinci, he, he asked me to drive you to Bloody Springs. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah, what's that, your penance for ratting me out? You were drunk and screaming, Father Hugh, and I, I had to do something. I mean, you were bleeding, Father Hugh. Your hands were covered in blood. Yeah, so I noticed. I was, uh, I was only concerned how thoughtful of you. You don't have very many things, huh? I don't need things to define who I am, kid. Can I help you with your bags? Sure. Here. I just have the one. One bag. Is, is that going to be enough? I don't need much, kid. Uh, Father Eric. What's that? Not kid. Uh, please call me Father Eric. Oh. Are you sure? Positive. I, uh, I read the book. Oh? Which one? The one about you. Your work in Guatemala? I'm, uh, I'm... You're kind of a hero of mine, actually. <sighs> Shit, kid. What? Look, I'm nobody's damn hero, okay? Okay. How old are you? 29. Hmm. It's a... It's a shame the Vatican denied you credit, or, um... Confirmation, rather. As a miracle. I mean, all the elements were there. You know you... what you're getting yourself into? Sir? Being a priest, I mean. Um, yes, yes I do. Do you have enough faith to make it last a lifetime, Father Eric? I'm confident that I do, yes. Good. But, uh, be sure that you don't confuse faith with hubris, all right, kid? It's Father Eric, please. Okay? And I know the difference. Good for you. Let's go. It feels as if we've been driving for days. Perhaps it seems to be this way because Father Eric has nothing to say. I've seen young priests like Father Eric before. They're all the same. They've got a soldier-like quality to them, but he's scared. All young priests are. The oath we take while a brave and honorable act of faith is one that will inevitably tear at your insides, your bones, your mind, your hormones especially. We are animals, after all. We have instincts and we are instructed, 
conditioned to fight against them. Instincts, however, in the Catholic Church are often synonymous with the presence of demons. <laughs> Becoming a priest is a choice, like falling in love. Both are in agreement against your instincts. I feel like a werewolf, so I light a cigarette. Father Hugh. Yes? You're... you're smoking. Yes, I am. Father Vinci forbids us to smoke. Does the church forbid us to smoke, or does he? He is very clear about Look, the... who do you take your orders from, kid? The man who signs your paychecks, or the man who saves your soul? Lighten up. Don't call me kid. Hmm? I said don't call me kid. Please. It's disrespectful. <laughs> so, uh, what made you want to become a priest? Father Eric. I wanted to live a life in service to God and to Christ. Oh, Jesus. Why is that funny? Because it's not funny. And so why are you laughing? Because it's tragic. Oh, is that so? Yes, it is tragic. Well, that's too bad, you know. What is? That you don't feel the same way anymore. It's too bad. Is it? It has to come from somewhere. So where does it come from, kid? A heart, Father Hugh. Just too bad. Yours is as empty as everyone says it is. Yeah, well, all the more room to fill it up with something new, huh? New? Like what? <laughs> Jesus, you really are a baby. What's more important than God? Being wrong about God. It's too bad. The road into Bloody Springs, Louisiana, is canopied by large trees, shutting out all means of sunlight. It's so dark, the automatic headlights flip on. We pass a sign covered in rust and vines. It reads, Welcome to Bloody Springs. <laughs> Who names a town Bloody Springs and then lives there? The kind of people who need a god. That's who. Can I ask you something? What happened to your hands? I don't know. How do you not know? Have you ever been drunk before, kid? I... Sorry. Father Eric. Thank you. Have you? No, I have never been drunk before. Well... When you drink too much and you get drunk, your hands explode. That was a joke, kid. Call me kid again, and so help me God, I will hit you. Hey, look, look, take it easy. Jesus, just go screw yourself! Just shut up, will you? Calm down. I don't know what happened to my hands, all right? I have no idea. I got drunk. I woke up in my bed, my hands were cut up and they were bleeding, but I had nothing to do with destroying the altar, I swear to God. From what I've been hearing, that doesn't mean much to you anymore. Not like it used to. Yeah? Well, I'm not the man I used to be. Yeah, I'll say. We're here. Father Vinci sent me to this place in hopes that I would rejuvenate my faith, which is as washed out as this town appears to be. If God isn't in Mobile, why would he be in Bloody Springs? You must be Father Hugh Brooks. Welcome to St. Stephen's. Oh, and you are? Father Eric, hello. Hello, uh... Come in, please. Let me show you to your room. This, this, this way, please. Father, where is everyone? Hmm? Oh, yes. Well, um, the evening before last, we suffered a bit of a tragedy. Uh, a young girl has been missing, and the town is, well, the town is sort of shook up over it. Well, that's awful. What happened? We don't know. We're, we're still looking for her. It's a small town, obviously, and everybody knows everybody. So it's been rather difficult, as you can imagine. I feel no compassion for this town of people I've never met. 
for this girl who's missing. If my heart aches at all, it aches out of guilt. There's nothing genuine about my feelings anymore except that I feel hollow and yet somehow impenetrable. And here we are. We are very blessed to have you here, Father Hugh. A number of our townspeople have read the book. Please tell Father Vinci we can't thank him enough. Oh, and be sure to tell him his old student says hello. I will. Father Roche! Father Roche! I found her! She's... she's dead! She's dead! For heaven's sakes, Mary! Who? Annabelle Sykes! Where? The river. She... she drowned, Father. She's... she's got these cuts and... and bruises all over her body. And her hands are all torn up in her face. Oh, it's awful. It's horrible, Father. Please, we have to hurry. Okay, Mary. Okay, wait wait for me outside. I'll, I'll be right there. Father, please. I'll be right there, Mary. Please, wait for me outside. I'm afraid I have to go. Is there anything we can do? No, not yet. Father Hugh, just make yourself at home. Thank you again, Father Eric. It was, it was, it was nice meeting you. Day one. I arrive at Bloody Springs, and there is a dead girl. The stars are brighter tonight for some reason. Maybe it's because I'm in Mayberry, if Mayberry died. Time is passing again. God, I, I, I need a drink. The only light pouring into the dark street is a bar down the road. I'm changed into normal people attire. People tend to get nervous around a priest in a bar. <laughs> Jokes start that way. This is one of those towns I noticed that have exterior design codes because all the buildings look alike. Only their marquees differentiate them. Where is everybody? Hello, Father Hugh Brooks. Hello? Logic and reason, you say? Who's there? Logic and reason, Father Hugh Brooks of Guatemala. Logic and reason. Who, who's there? Who are you? Science without religion is pitiful, Father Hugh Brooks, as you once said. But religion without science, now that, like the little boy in Guatemala, is just goddamn blind. <laughs> do, do, do I know you? Logic and reason. Yes, Father Hugh. Look, damn it, who are you? Answer the question. Father Hugh Brooks, logic and reason, yes? Yes. Well, you won't find that here. <laughs> As the voice stepped closer to me, the light from the bar revealed an old and haggard woman, skinny and hunched. A cigarette glows in front of her mouth, and smoke grays and distorts her face. Her teeth are black, and her eyes milky and gray. She, she's wearing a variety of clothes, mismatched and old, tattered and stained, a, a repulsive sight. I gather she represents the homeless population of Bloody Springs. Who are you? I... And the eyes of the future, Father Hugh Brooks. <laughs> and for $20, you can know what surprise awaits you in the morning. How do you know my name? $20, Father Hugh Brooks. I, I appreciate it, but no thank you. I'd rather spend that on something useful. <laughs> what I know, Father Hugh Brooks, is very 
Useful. Very useful indeed. No, thank you. Good evening. I hope you have sweet dreams tonight, Father Hugh Brooks. <laughs> because when you wake up tomorrow, you'll wake up to a nightmare. <laughs> a chill runs down my spine and my mouth grows dry. How did she know my name? Inside the bar, there are half a dozen men perched here and there. Aside from the jukebox, it's dead silent. What can I get for you? Uh, double whiskey. Rocks. Coming right up. Getting cold out there, huh? Yeah. yeah the temperature keeps dropping. You know, they, uh, they say we're in for a record-breaking winter. Yeah. It's sort of strange for the South. Yes, it is. Right, one whiskey double. Feel like a fucking werewolf. What's that? I, I, I said I feel like a werewolf. I was thinking that, I mean, but uh, it appears I said it out loud. I didn't mean to. A werewolf? Yes, the uh, the changing, you know, where the, the frustrations change, the metamorphosis and uh, the pain that comes with it. I sort of feel like a, like a werewolf. Well, uh, you don't look like a werewolf. Well, what do I look like? A priest? <laughs> Given that option, pal, you look more like a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. But then again, werewolves look like anybody. And then again, so do priests. True. Very true. What's your name? Bartender. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm genuinely interested. Uh, Bradley. Bradley McDaniel. Well, Bradley McDaniel, I would like another. Sure thing. Where is everybody tonight, Bradley? Oh, I'm, uh... I'm sure they're off seeing about the little Sykes girl. Yeah, it's uh, Annabelle. Isn't it Annabelle Sykes, right? Yeah, yeah, you know her? No, no, I'm new here. For a while, anyway. Some of the folks around town say she ran away, that uh, her daddy was traumatizing her or something. And some say she was kidnapped by a satanic cult. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, the crazy shit this town can get bamboozled into believing doesn't surprise me anymore. Hell, I'd be willing to bet the mayor still believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus, huh? Well, I guess some folks gotta have something to believe in. Mm-hmm. Monday night football and women with tattoos on their ass. That's uh, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, gotta have something. Another? Yeah, sure. You know, Bradley McDaniel, you may not realize it, but uh, you and I have a lot in common. Oh, how's that? Well, you... Uh, you tend this bar, yes? I do, and here's your double. Thank you. But you are not merely a bartender, are you? You are also an open ear. I, uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. And people admit things to you, don't they? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, most of the time, sure. Now, why do you figure that is, Bradley? I don't know. <laughs> uh, sometimes people who have problems or people who, uh... You know, who feel bad about something they've done, or uh, something that's been done to them. Well, uh, sometimes they just need to kill the pain, you know. So, uh, you're the painkiller? Uh, not exactly, no. Uh, alcohol is the painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. And you are the doctor. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Something like that. But uh, there are only so many prescriptions, you know. Not enough to cure everything. Or everybody. Well said, Bradley. <laughs> well said. 
Let's do another. Uh, you want me to just keep the bottle near you? Yeah. Sure, it's good company, Bourbon. But I, uh, <laughs> I can't really stay long. I just needed a, uh, a painkiller. What, uh, what do you do to your hands, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, you know, I don't know, Bradley. I don't know. Well, what, what, were you punching glass or something? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, you must have been punching something. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, uh, you say you're new here, yeah? Yes, I am. Where from? Mobile. So, tell me about this town of yours. Well, uh, what you see is what you get, really. Is it? Well, I get Mayberry when I see this place. Black and white, still intact, no offense. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose it is kind of like Mayberry, yes. yeah. <laughs> this place is no onion, huh? Well, what's that? No layers, I mean. Oh, well, I mean, everybody's got their own secrets, you know. Everybody's got their own skeletons, but uh, it's pretty transparent, really, yeah. Well, Bradley, I feel like a werewolf. That's my secret. Uh, you, uh, you keep saying that. Yeah, you got any silver bullets? <laughs> I'm sure I could arrange for some. Good. Yeah. <laughs> if I start to turn, shoot me. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Okay, how much do I owe you? Fifteen each. I, I bought the last one. That's very generous of you, Bradley. Thank you. Here's twenty-five. Keep the change. Thank you. Uh, look, that girl, Annabelle, you close to her? Well, uh, my younger sister, she used to play with her, so yeah, kind of. Well, uh... She drowned. They found her body in the river. What? When? About six hours ago or so. Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, Shit. I'm really sorry to break the news to you, Bradley. No, uh, thank you. I'm uh, I'm stuck in this bar all day, and it's been slow, as you can see, and uh, nobody's even mentioned it. Well, if I ever stumble across any news, I'll be sure to let you know. Thank you. Oh, uh, sir, what's, uh, what, what's your name? Father Hugh Brooks. I'm helping Roche out at St. Stephen's. Good night, Bradley. A, well, a, a priest? You're you're a priest? I am a priest. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. I had I I had no idea. I'm sorry. Look, Bradley. The only reason I knew you were a bartender was because you were standing behind a bar. What we do doesn't always mean who we are, which is why people drink. Night, Bradley. dreaming. My nose is bleeding. It's, it's running warm and leaking into my mouth, and I taste salt. There's a, a throbbing in both my hands. My nose, it won't stop bleeding, and my, my hands won't stop aching. I, I'm freezing. I, I hear someone speaking. Who's there? Father Hugh. It's a female's voice. It's a little girl's voice. They tried to kill me, but it won't happen. He won't let it happen. Who's there? I'm standing in a thick white fog, and I, I hear the sound of water, a, a river somewhere up ahead. They tried to, Father Hugh, but they failed. They will all fail. Who, who are you? You know who I am, Father How Hugh. How do you know my name? Where, where are you? I, I scramble to get my bearings, but, but I can't see anything. The ground is muddy. I'm, I'm slipping everywhere I step. I'm right here. I'm here with Father Bobby, your friends, the friends you let die. He's holding my hand. Can't you see us? Bobby! Father Bobby wants me to tell you that he's not angry with you anymore. That you're not a coward. Oh, no, what is this? Can you see us? Where are you? Bobby! You don't believe anymore, Father Hugh? No, no, of course I do. I just have to... You have to touch us to believe us? 
feel us to believe. Your faith is waning, Father Hugh. Yes. yes. I saw you tear Jesus off the cross, Father Hugh. No, no, I... You whipped him from his crucifix. No, 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 that's not true. I didn't, I didn't do that. Then why are you here? Find Christ again, to believe again. He is here, with me. Jesus, Father Bobby, everybody. We're all here, Father Hugh. Where, where are you? Over here, in the water. Come in with us. I the voice into the water. I can't see you. We're here, Father Hugh. Under the water. Come down and see us. Who are you? Don't you know yet, Father Hugh? It's me, Annabelle. Hallowed be thy name. I need you to save me, Father no, I, Hugh. I, I can't. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Save me, Father Hugh. As it is in heaven, stop it, please. Save me, Father Hugh. Leave me alone. Save me. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Heavenly Father, forgive me. Bobby. Oh, Bobby, I'm so sorry. Father Hugh! Father Hugh, are you awake? It's an emergency. Please open the door, Father Hugh. Please! I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Oh, God. Jesus, what the hell's going Father on? Father Hugh, please. I have something you need Father to hear. Father Hugh, please. Just, just, wait, wait, just a second. Father Hugh, please. This is a very no, no. serious situation. I'll, I'll be with sorry. you in just a moment. Just hold on. Wait, what the hell? What the hell's happened to me? You have to hear this. What? What? What is this? Dr. Marigold handed it to me just now. He said, uh, he said the situation um, was no longer in his hands. What? What? What situation? What are you talking about? Annabelle Sykes autopsy. That's the tape. You, um, you have to hear this, Father Hugh. Why can't you just tell me what? You have to hear this, Father Hugh. I, I, I can't. I can't listen to this again. I can't. You might want to sit down, Father Hugh. The events on this tape are... Rather startling. The day is February the 15th, 2007. The time is 7.30 in the a.m. This is the autopsy of Annabelle Jean Sykes, age 12. Presiding over the examination are Dr. Eugene Marigold and assistant Lewis Brown. Lewis, if you would. We are now cutting the dress off the deceased. Can you read the calibration, Lewis? Please note the deceased weighs 111 pounds. Eugene, take a look at this. The deceased hands are broken. Right index finger, middle and thumb are compound. The left hand, Jesus, uh, the, uh, the left hand has identical compound fractures. Fingernails are torn off. She, she struggled. Lewis, pry the hands open, please. The deceased was found early yesterday afternoon and has since been kept in refrigeration at the Bloody Springs Morgue. Time of death hypothesized to have been approximately 70 hours ago. Dr. Marigold, her wrist. Oh my. Um, the victim, um, the deceased has a large gash, a hole through her left wrist between her radius and ulna. Oh my, her, her right wrist um, has an identical gash. Lewis, would you get a sample of the blood around her wrist and um, draw the line, please? What is this? Please, Father, just listen. Thank you, Lewis. The xiphoid line on the trunk is drawn, and we will now begin the incision along the victim's um, 
I don't know. Is this some kind of fucking joke, Father Roche? What is this? This is not a joke, Father Hugh. How long has she been... Three days, Father Hugh. She's been dead for three days. You have been listening to Episode 1 of Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Dead Girl. Featuring Tony Isbell as Father Hugh, Jim Palmer as Father Vinci, Jason Hansen as Father Eric, Greg Bowler as Father Roche, Laurie Cook McIntosh as Mary, Kim Justice as the fortune teller, Kyle Hatley as Bradley, Ralph Hatley as Dr. Marigold, Adam Hatley as Dr. Brown, and Jamie Bowler as Annabelle Sykes. Also featuring the voices of Joe Vestrovo and Robert Arnold. Music performed by Robert Arnold. Sound effects by Karen Strong and Joe Vescovo. Produced by Andrew Sullivan and Eric Sefton. Written and directed by Kyle Hadley. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download all of our shows free at www.chatterboxtheater.org. And that was The Dead Girl by Chatterbox Audio Theater. Uh, chatterboxtheater.org. They are spelling it like proper Americans, E-R, chatterboxtheater.org. Check it out. Plenty of free stuff there. And, of course, if you want the special Radio Drama Revival touch, stay tuned for next week. We will be, indeed, featuring the second half, uh, excuse me, the second third of The Dead Girl. And then later on in the month, we'll be having Bob Arnold and Kyle Hadley from Chatterbox up on the show. Uh, meanwhile, if you can't wait for more, check out the blog and podcast, radiodramarevival.com. You'll see it has just gotten wider, about 1,000 pixels wide now. Uh, makes it easier to find the subscribe buttons. You'll see we've got a couple uh, PAL logos up on there now. Um, also have the Halloween programming and uh, some all the other stuff from October is all up on there. And I'm also getting all kinds of cool CDs now. Uh, I'm going to start reviewing some of the ones I've heard. Um, if you've got stuff, I think it is pretty clear how you submit stuff to the show. If you don't know, um, you can email stuff to me directly, fred at radiodramarevival.com. Um, hit contact me through the form uh, on the site works as well. Or, well, that's about it. Yeah, I do have an uh, address at the very, very bottom of the page. You'll see my uh, home address. You can uh, ship CDs to Radio Drama Revival. I'll get them that way as well. So, uh, hey, I'm always all ears. I listen to a lot of stuff. Love to hear what you got. Um, and even if it's not right for the show, I'd be happy to talk about it in the blog uh, or just give you a critique on what I think and, uh, you know, sort of steering in the right direction if you are just a new audio dramatist starting out. So um, while you're there, hope you check out RadioDramaRevival.com and leave a comment or two. Check out Chris Duca's work, Father Malleus column. Awesome stuff. Um, also, of course, on iTunes, Radio Drama Revival. Um, that wraps it up for this week. A happy November, and until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.